0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of Midnight Snacks with Kylie. We're back. It's been a while. I was moving into school, so the episode slowed down a little bit. We didn't have internet for like four days because uh, the, the cable that came with our apartment like just didn't work, so the cable guy had to come. It was a whole big mess, but we're back. We're going to do some more Midnight Snacks, and we have a guest this time, which is really fun. We're joined by Matt Bonaparte, resident Yankees fan. And Matt, how you doing? I'm great, Kylie. I'm so pumped to be on Midnight Snacks. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. And Matt, uh, you're a Yankees fan. I'm a Mets fan. So naturally, we're going to talk a little bit about the Subway Series that happened this weekend. And uh, it was it was not the best baseball I've ever witnessed in my life. I don't know about you, but I've, I've seen better played games in my time.
1: No, it's some pretty bad baseball. I mean, you had that Yankees walk-off victory off the Dillon uh wild pitch. And it was like, oh, they won, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but terrible baseball. You're right, Tyler.
0: Yeah. And then even uh even the second game on Sunday, uh when um Gary Sanchez hit the grand slam in the top of the eighth, even if the Mets had Yeah, it was finished.
1: a non game. It yeah. was like it was like, Okay, nothing's going on here and then Gary was like, Oh, let me just poke one out.
0: And that was okay. like kinda it. But yeah. that was one of those games where even if like the Mets won, you're still gonna be furious because they just threw a five run lead with one out to go in the first game. Absolutely. Where they can't win at that point, even if they do win. It's mm-hmm. just a loss day. And then the first day, it was more of the same with just, you know, crappy baseball on uh, blown leads on Friday afternoon. So, it was a you whole know, weekend of just blown leads and walk off. So,
1: at least it was – Two guys exciting. on, two guys on, two outs for Diaz. He's, I mean, can you expect him to get the job done at this point? Where are you at with him?
0: I like it, the but average match really in I the clutch Diaz. spot. Like, I, I don't have a problem with him. He's been – Okay. pretty good, but every time he comes in in the ninth, it's just a disaster, so he probably needs to just pitch like the seventh or eighth from now on. But, I mean, at
1: that point, it seems like you've just given too much for a setup man, though, so they keep oh, putting in that closer that's, that's spot. In the past, so. and now, yeah, I mean,
0: it,
1: they, they so, looking at point, Edwin, but... yeah. so you're looking at Urban Diaz coming in to close these games, and it's just not, not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's been the Mets bullpen for a couple years now, but you still got some good starting pitches. So you have that. You got the best pitcher in New York.
0: Yeah, Gary Cole is having a not the best start. He hasn't been awful, but not exactly thirty-six million dollar performances so far from him. But
1: he, he, he's losing four nothing right now. he's getting no hit currently.
0: Yeah, well, Tampa the they're they're on a heater, so I mean,
1: can Dude, I, I have Tampa no Bay? I
0: don't
1: know. The hits get like, swept at home. <laughs> and now we're losing again.
0: It's terrible. It's, it's awful. It is. Didn't the, how long did they go without a win before Saturday? Was about like two weeks because of postponements?
1: I don't know. I got. I, it, was, it was tough, Tyler. I, 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 I honestly I don't even know the number.
0: I think I saw somewhere it was like August 12th, and Saturday would have been – It like, was
1: messy. It was messy it was, to say, say the least.
0: Yeah, it, it was a Mets-like streak, which was a little – Yeah. A little was discerning something. to see. I'm not going to lie. I mean, how is this, though? The Mets
1: lead the league in on-base percentage.
0: Oh, yeah, and batting average. Which no bad average isn't that's crazy. Yeah, and they're like twentieth in the awesome. because they're hitting. are getting guys. on base. Can't just just can't drive in. They have it's been maybe the worst performance I've ever seen with guys left on base in a season. Uh, also, how about Robin Cano? He's great. He has been great. Having a great year. You know how many home runs has Jared cap this year? Not as many as Robin Cano. So, uh, <laughs> who wants that's true. <laughs> who wants I mean, if
1: you if you weigh it like that, it looks great in the Mets' forget you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you know how many saves day long. Has? Diaz is like one for five. So. That, he's got more than Jared. It. Opening day, <laughs> <laughs> Jared couldn't do that. But yeah, that's I mean, just a loss. We just chalked it up as a loss last year, so whatever. We'll move on. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. But uh, yeah, so the Diaz trade was a disaster, and then you know, just just what you're hoping for with Mets don't don't do anything else stupid in the trade market, and then today they go out and uh, trade for a bunch of like 37 year olds that have negative WAR. <laughs> For, what else is prospects, but Kevin Smith was decent. You know, all well, well
1: though. You can't be too upset with the front
0: office right now, Kylie. Your your king has come to save oh, Friday was the best night of my life because Steve Cohen alert is all but bought the Mets. You know, it has to become official and approved, but every indication is that it will be. And that's all I've ever wanted for like twenty and Twenty plus years. All I wanted is the Wilpons to just be gone, get out of my life. You're causing me physical pain watching this baseball team, and they're gone, which is great. And then and then the rest of the weekend happened, and it kind kind of ruined it. I know it's like a fake season, but it just makes you think like with the way they lose these games, can any of save them? Probably not. talking we talk can... about
1: talk about hot teams right now. How about the Padres getting Mike Clevenger? You see that? That's yeah, wild. The Padres, Padres like, are like good. All now. the chips. Exactly. <laughs> Remember when the Padres had like Tony Gwynn Jr. and Adrian Gonzalez and that was like the team?
0: Yeah.
1: It's and like Will Venable?
0: So it's nice to see them. That's crazy. Be good They're again. actually going to be good. Yeah. They're good
1: in They're they be fine. Jersey's playing like Fernando Tatis. Right is like, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's ridiculous. And it's fun to watch because, I mean, they have one of the most tantalizing players in the league right now. Fernando's sick. Kid's oh. like the best player in the league. like Fernando. that. Mike Sharp guy. But
0: besides, even that, though, some of the stuff he's doing is just unheard of for like 21 year olds. And you you have him on one coast, Juan Soto on the other coast. And it's just, you know, baseball's in a good spot if they just don't get it. If they get out of their own way, they should be fine.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's a whole other story with good old Robinson.
0: Yeah. You know, next next, uh, winter, the winter of 21, I'm not looking forward to it with the labor strike. uh, Yeah, I don't (laughs) don't
1: think we're going to see baseball for a while there.
0: It's gonna be a rough one. Just as long as uh, we get the World Series in next year, hopefully, because I think they can technically. Uh, I think the agreement ends in sometime in October, like before the playoffs. So just hopefully they get it. Oh, there's to the
1: no playoffs. way they'll strike before the playoffs. I won't Probably.
0: say that. it's gonna be a mess because even just playing this year is a mess, and that's not fun.
1: So going back to Degrom you... for a second, though.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Sorry about that. Going back to Degrom for a second, I saw um. Me on Twitter, like I don't know if you saw it. Um, it was a picture of the Mets' rotation next to the two thousand six Cavaliers with LeBron and like oh, all those okay. name guys. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah,
0: pretty much. I mean, he's just carrying this. Like, he's the face of the staff, and then some with Guard on the shelf, probably until late next year at best. With Tommy John, and then Stroman opting out. Who knows if he'll be back next year with free agency. Waka's uh, been hurt Porcello's been pretty bad David Peterson's been alright But you know Never pitched in triple A. You can't expect too much from him the Mets have some
1: Good young players though. I mean Andres Jimenez He could actually be something That's not That's thats you know, not a Ruben Tejada
0: That's he was, a real player He was looking great Until yesterday In the seventh inning When he uh, yeah. Throws a ball away And then can't make that's a tough. tag Also that's what that's is cool. it with the Mets And uh, not tagging people <laughs> Wilson Ramos Can never tag anybody Andres Jimenez Can't tag anybody now <laughs> It's this whole thing just not tagging.
1: <laughs> they must be teaching him in the minors. Don't just don't tag anybody. They'll yeah, think Rome, you
0: man. did. But that Wilson Ramos tagging Philadelphia. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. It's like you see uh, the still see. of Roman Quinn 20 feet from the plate and the ball's in that his glove. And it's like how, how is he safe here? <laughs> I my mom uh, Roman Quinn's
1: got a blazing speed, but
0: not that yeah. fast. Yeah, no one's that fast. It's not possible. But my mom was asleep in the other room. And I'm downstairs watching the game, and when he's safe, I'm just I just start like yelling. I'm like, "What what are you doing, Wilson?" <laughs> and she's all mad that I'm yelling. And then I, I showed her the picture, and she was like, uh, "Okay, yeah, fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Like, it was almost impressive how bad it was.
1: That was lethal. It was like super brutal.
0: And meanwhile, at this point, I, I mean, Wilson Ramos had us an OPS of like. 580 at that point when he misses that tags so it's like what are you here for you can't play defense you can't hit the ball he's starting to hit the ball a little bit but it's, oh man he's had a tough start he's had a tough season
1: i mean and he's like a little gary sanchez like behind the plate missing he's just a couple he's pass not balls a here right defensive right
0: catcher, that's for sure
1: yeah, definitely not
0: and then about, I know about that presumably the guy on the uh that was part of the outbreak when the Mets were in Miami with uh, COVID 19. So he's been not around as the backup catcher. So the Mets went out and traded for a 36 year old Robinson Trinos, who I think had a WRC plus of either plus or minus two. Either way, That's it's pretty horrible. That's <laughs> tough. So he's on. You know, for, some reason, for some
1: reason, Mets backup catchers really stick out in my mind.
0: They really do. They you got the some, you've got some pla- Kevin Plowecki. Oh, we love Kevin Plowecki. got Ploiecki. John Buck. Pitcher. John Buck was sick. Josh, totally. John Buck was dope. He was yeah. awesome. I love John He had John like Buck. 13 home runs by like mid-May uh, in 2013. He was like leading the league, and then he hit like two the rest of the season. But he was hot for that first one. That's brutal. Uh, Anthony Recker, he's working. I tell you, the Mets have some memorable catchers. Anthony Recker. Yeah, I
1: forgot about him. That's a great one. He's on
0: SNY pregame, postgame now. Actually, doing some good stuff. He's been That's solid. Better. Shout out to Steve Gelbs, King. Oh, yeah. you see him in the tuxedo? No, I haven't. Yeah, so uh, I guess it was Friday. I think it was. Uh, he did his report. Since it's an away game, he's just in the SNY studios instead of at the ballpark. So he's in like a little uh, checkered down shirt or whatever they were calling it. I don't. I don't really know. I just call the button downs. But he's in the shirt, and uh, Gary and Keith were ribbing him a little bit, like, oh, you know, yeah, you wear a nicer shirt than that. Like wear a blazer over it. So he shows up to the game yesterday, Sunday afternoon, in a full tuxedo. <laughs>
1: The Mets production team does it like nobody else. They're so good. No matter how bad the team is, you only have yeah.
0: TV radio doesn't matter. It's worth watching or listening.
1: Absolutely. Shout out to Steve Gilm's again. Graduate of uh, Greenwich High School like myself.
0: Oh wow, and at Syracuse University like yourself. Look at that, Matt. You're gonna be the next Steve Gilm's.
1: Oh, well don't put words in my mouth, kind of.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard uh, from the grapevine that over the summer you were known as the uh, the Steve Gelbs of Brazos Valley. <laughs> Next year, wonderful internship with the Brazos Valley Bombers, champions of the TCL. Brazos
1: Valley Bombers, and shout out to Kyle a, a, Brazos Valley Bombers super fan, listening to all the games. Yeah, I mean, TCL, baby. Brazos Valley Bombers are champions of the this past summer. I was broad, producing television on the home games and on the road,
0: I did color with our our good friend Will Scott. Yeah, you guys were killing it. And uh, you're super fans. I I know another one. I think we'd be remiss if we uh, didn't talk about Sean Scott who made the 24-hour drive from South Carolina to Brazos Valley to hang out for
1: a series. Guy drove 17 hours to Texas. How crazy is that? That is dedication, folks. Get yourself a fan. He did color for a game, too. Gotta love
0: him. He did, yeah. What a guy. He was, he was happy when the boys took home the championship. He was like part of the team by the end.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a tough championship to grab, but the Bombers took it away. I mean, it was a tough season. Long, grueling COVID-filled season. Bombers yeah. came out on top.
0: Down in the heat of Texas, which was probably the biggest adjustment Seven for title. Yeah, it was tough. It was brutal. So, was If, so if you had to pick a clan. Do baseball. Would, would you take Connecticut or Texas with the weather?
1: Oh, I'm taking Connecticut every day.
0: Every huge, huge information. I love the home
1: there. state Connecticut.
0: He's got to rep the home state of Connecticut. Connecticut so, getting back on track with uh, the MLB, Matt, uh, the Yankees stood pat at the deadline, no big moves. And uh, despite some of the injuries they've had problems with, which has led to a bit of their tailspin over the past couple weeks, uh, how, how are you feeling about that? I mean, what else is new, man?
1: You know who deserves a huge apology? The D-19 fired because of all the involved. they're still getting injured. They're all hurt. The yeah. Judges back for less than 22 hours. The guy gets hurt again back on the DL. What are you looking at here? And you're not gonna have guys like Mike Talkman and Karen Mabin come out of the woodworks and provide you doubles every other game to win some ball games and keep you in first place every year. It's just not gonna happen like that. You've gotta rely on the guy that is the face of the franchise, and that's Aaron Judge. He's the guy. He's 28 years old, by the way. People forget how old he is. The yeah, guys in his old. prime right now, and he's getting hurt in the years of his prime in a shortened season. What's going on here? The guy's made glass.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate because when he's on the field, he's unquestionably one of the, one of the best outfielders oh. in baseball, even defensively. Like his defensive game, that goes under the radar. He's got a cannon, huge frame. He catches so many balls that look like they should be over his head. Obviously, the power is there. And even this year, like when I he mean, did that- play, he looked like the good iron judge. He wasn't slumping at the plate. Even Stanton, he's another one can't stay on the field. He was looking great. And then you also take out the probably two MVPs of the lineup last year with Torres and Lemehu
1: I mean, that's, yeah, so then the middle infield him. becomes Tyler Wade and Jordy Mercer. <laughs> what what's going yeah, on? Jordy, Jordy Mercer, Mercer? What one of the 2013 <laughs> Pirates. <laughs> where
0: did Jordy what's Mercer What's happening? Come? I didn't even know he was in the organization. Oh yeah, and then catching is Eric Kratz. What what's going and on? Eric here? Kratz kills the Syracuse Mets and apparently the real Mets too. Yeah, he had some big hits in the uh, the big uh, 14 to 13 win to clinch the Triple A division that they're in. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's like the Eastern Division or something, but the Screen Wilkes Bear Rail Riders or I think to the Rail Riders. And yeah, going to play a classic last September on uh, the last I think you season. I remember
1: that.
0: And Eric Kratz had some huge knocks late in that one. He's a kid.
1: I mean, I actually like Kratz because of how good he's been with Davey. But yeah, Davy was great. Still yeah. I mean I feel like I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna look over and Lyle Overbay is gonna be playing first base. Or Eric Chavez at third or something oh, like boy. that. What's going on here? Like, this is ridiculous. This team is reverting back to, like, 2016 form, and you can't name a single player.
0: <laughs> Nick Swisher's going to come out of retirement to play the corner outfield.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nick Swisher's coming out of retirement. Probably do better than
0: – actually, no, the outfield's doing solid right now. Good Fraser came, King, by the way. Yeah, I'm shocked. Man. He's finally getting a chance. He should, you know, hopefully make the most of it because he's a good player. It's just he's been blocked. Like, he'd be starting for, what, almost most teams – like 20, 25 teams? Most teams, definitely most teams. But there's maybe a couple that wouldn't, like I don't know, like Mike Trout is going to start over you, obviously, Bellinger, Betts, those kind of guys, but...
1: But I
0: mean, the the, the commonality is he's a starting outfielder.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. And they're putting him down, they're coming coming back up, and he's getting upset. Like, what do you want him to do? You traded Andrew Miller for him, who was one of the best relievers in the league. You don't bring him up for a couple years, fine. But the dude's an all-star.
0: Like, he could be an all-star at this point. Yep. The background is certain. And then he does play, and he's great. Yep. And uh, oh, you see his name tossed around in uh, potential trades a lot. And they never really end up coming to anything because the last two deadlines have done absolutely nothing. Same thing with ondahar, Yeah. I'm shocked. At he's this point, I, I thought
1: he'd be a brewer by this point. <laughs> I thought Josh Hader would be a Yankee, and it would be all hunky-dory at this point.
0: Yeah, well – the Yankees uh clearly deciding to uh, stick with what they have, which is a little weird saying that they've had some injuries in the rotation as well this year, right, with uh, Paxton going down and starting pitching still has been in.
1: Paxton went down. I mean, Severino is yeah, gone. I missing, mean, it. Tanaka gets drilled in the head. Ooh, you know, what can we, yeah. we can't miss. I mean, what is it? I think I saw the stat: 98 pitchers in the system went down.
0: Ooh, That's nice. just brutal. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? I mean, this is the kind of stuff you usually see across town in, uh, in Flushing. Yep. Just, you, you can't catch any breaks with injuries. New training staff doesn't matter. It's just guys just get hurt. There's nothing you can do There's about it, unfortunately.
1: Uh, maybe they'll bounce back. I mean, at the end of the day, they got the talent. They have the talent on the roster to do it. Just about staying on the field and playing the game. Because, I mean, even when you do come back from an injury like that, you're not going to be up to speed 100%. Mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't know if DJ's going to come back and be a machine, or if Glaber's going to come back and hit tanks. <laughs> yeah, DJ looked
0: pretty good this weekend, though. Yeah, I mean... I feel, I feel like he just kind of is a machine at this point. Like, he's going to yeah, do his he's, thing. He's, he's sick. Like, you're going to pencil in this for, like, 300 minimum. Probably more. Yeah. He'll do his thing. He's fine. But the other guys, you never know. Like, Stanton, when he comes back, who knows what he's going to look like because he was looking like MVP Stanton again. I
1: mean, it's because he's not playing in front of the fans. That's my real <laughs> hypothesis. I think he's too scared to play in front of New York fans. I think it'd be the same in, in Queens. I mean,
0: yeah, he's one of those. New York
1: fans are a different breed. I don't think he can yeah. play in front of them.
0: Yeah, this is, you look at Sonny Gray comes to the Yankees, can't really do much now. He's in uh, the exactly. He's an All Star yet. Yeah? It's a real thing. It is, and you can never predict it either. That's the worst part. You, you, yeah. They get here and they succeed or they don't. That's how it was with AJ, with New York. Once you get here. Uh, once it goes south, it never really goes north again. That's the problem. I mean,
1: Sunny Gray got out quick enough to where you turn it around. But uh, yeah.
0: oh, every well, guy, guy clicks somewhere to click again in New York once it goes south. Yeah. But there's very few guys in you know, New York where if they have a bad season or two at the start, can turn their career around in New York. Usually that to go get that change of scenery. I don't know, though. I mean, the season – how many more games are there? Uh the couple, like have 25 month? left. I think the Yankees have played a couple. Oh, yeah, of yeah we're around right the halfway mark. Yeah, the season ends in uh, just under four weeks. It's uh, it's uh, Sunday, like the 27th, whatever that Sunday is. It's so, like four weeks. Yeah. From so weekend. I mean,
1: it still has time to uh, you know everything to change, standings to change, the Rays could go up a, a whole lot, and maybe the Yankees fall below the Blue Jays. I mean, only a game and a half up, but you know what surprises me the most? What's is that? that the Orioles aren't a dumpster fire?
0: Oh, yeah, they've been pretty decent. That like, they're 15 and 19,
1: fire. which, like, isn't good, but they're not terrible.
0: No, they're not yeah. just a free win. They're, they're
1: better than sure. a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, which they're is better wild. than the, uh, the Red Sox, for sure.
1: <laughs> like, Hanser Alberto is really out there, like, bringing Baltimore together. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. I love they're it, ahead. though.
0: They got some. Uh, they traded some relief guys at the the deadline this year and got some decent guys back. So their rebuild looks like it's coming along pretty nicely, as nicely as it can. Considering that they, um, Ali Rushman, they all like they just completely sold out and tanked the last couple of years. So you know you're only going to win you know 50, 60 games most years. But
1: what are you going to do when you pay Chris Davis a gazillion dollars and then he's just sitting there hitting one sixty? And
0: then forgets how to swing a baseball bat. Yeah, what happened to yeah, Chris Davis? Like he just fell off a cliff. I, I couldn't tell you because he was—he was, he was what, like a fifty-five home run guy when he signed that contract. Dude was hitting tanks. Dude was hitting That's actually it. mega tanks. He was like He was, he was on Sports Center every night. You know, Chris Davis does it again. And now it's they Chris know. Davis does it again. He goes over four. <laughs> Another Golden sombrero. Oh, I almost feel bad because it's just like, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on. Clearly, he's probably just sitting there like, "What happened?" Chris Davis
1: is like one of those sluggers from two thousand ten. You know, he's got that Josh Hamilton vibe, Nelson Cruz, you know, Nelson those Bruce kind of guys.
0: too. Yes, he is.
1: But uh, you know, they're going out of style a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But you know, they still exist. Chris Davis trying to give him a good name. It was like the big poppy was like the king of those guys, you know. Yeah. Those sluggers who were like all big and fat and you know, they couldn't really do much else yeah. other yeah. than Chris swing Davis baseball bats.
0: But he, he can't
1: run very much. Pretty slow. No, he can't. Plays first base, plays a mediocre first base.
0: Yep. The veteran, the veteran leadership. That's always important. Mike Napoli type. Oh, Mike Napoli. That's a throwback.
1: Remember when Dustin Pedroia... this is off topic, but I just, it made me think of it. Because Mike it. Remember when Dustin Pedroia robbed Kevin Euclidus of an MVP? Oh, how far
0: back was that?
1: 2008, 2007. Gee, that is forever ago. All I'm saying. I'm a big I, – I really don't like Dustin Bajoran. I'm really not a fan of his. He's probably my least favorite Red Sox of all time. He didn't deserve it. He just simply didn't. And that's coming from an unbiased standpoint, 2008 MVP. He had a three twenty six average. I mean, that's good. He had a gold glove. Obviously, that's solid. But he took it away from a guy like Justin Moreno in Minnesota and Kevin Ukeless. I mean – and Joe Maurer.
0: I mean, take your pick.
1: And He shouldn't have won. Yeah. He just shouldn't have. It should have been Uke.
0: Yeah. Well – Dustin Pedroia, yeah, you know, he, had, he had a good career. He just kind of dropped off, too. I just felt like is one still day he on the played team? for the Red Sox, and one day he – I think he's retired now because it says he played three games in 2018 and six games last year and then nothing this year. So I think he might be retired. I honestly have no idea. I just kind of stopped hearing about him like five years ago and then every now and then I've seen him on the field and just be like, wait, Dustin Pedroia is still a Red Sox, huh? He was, he was one of those type of guys. That just kind of
1: – Dustin Pedroia to me is like Chase Utley to you. I really yeah, don't like fair. that guy.
0: See the thing is, a lot of Phillies fans think that I hate Chase Utley because he was a Philly. Like, I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, yeah, but, it, I but like mean, you that, broke expected. Like, break,
1: Ruben's breaking Ruben's leg is a whole different animal.
0: Dodgers Chase Utley is a whole other animal to to Phillies Chase. A Whole Outley. other person. Like Phillies Chase Utley, I was like, man, this guy's really annoying. But like, he's good at baseball. Because I went to a game of like Memorial Day in twenty fifteen when he was still in the Phillies, and he was it was like Memorial Day, two months in the season, he was hitting like one seventy. And he was hitting third. And I'm sitting there with my dad. And I look up in the scoreboard in right field. And I'm just like, man, that's kinda of, like depressing in a way. Like he was one of the first like stars that's like gone through his whole career in my lifetime. Like I remember when he was sick and now he's just like old and can't swing anymore. And then four months later, he just body slams rumidada, breaks his leg, no remorse. Just, you know, then uh appeals suspension, hides in the dugout for two games in New York, and then you know, that's that.
1: Stinky man.
0: Yeah. No respect for that play. You know, apparently he's a nice guy. I've never really I'm sure. Paid too much attention but, to him off the field, but on the field, no. no wasn't anything. very nice to Ruben. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm not even like a big Ruben Tejada fan. It's just like, man, dude, that was bullshit. That, that wasn't a slide. I know that's how like hard-nosed baseball used to be, but it's just like he wasn't even close to the bag. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I slid in hard. And I'm like, he just didn't slide. <laughs> and they put him on second base because uh, Ruben Tejada missed the bag by like two inches, and Chase Ali never touched the bag. Why does he get the base? And then he scores a uh, winning run because the inning got extended, and then the Mets won the series anyways. So I guess it's fine, but like that, that cost him again. It's true. In, in the moment, i was pretty upset. I mean, rightfully so, Kylie. I mean, granted, that's like the only playoff run I've lived through because uh, I was doing some uh, some research last night because I was I was pretty upset about the way the Mets played, and I found out that in my lifetime, the Knicks have more playoff appearances than the Mets. Six to five. really, yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, kind of makes a little bit of sense you know basketball way more teams get in and the Knicks were still yeah, good but, the until Knicks was like four. but they had those three years with Carmelo where they made it all three years it's true and uh, they got dumped in the first round twice so like those weren't really like deep runs or anything like they, you get in at like 40 and 42 in the NBA which in mm-hmm. baseball you wouldn't even come close at 81 and 81 so fair enough but uh, I think like since I was like old enough to like speak basically it's like four to three Knicks still because the Mets in a 06, 15, and 16, that's been it. And I still hate the uh, – I don't remember 2000. So.
1: I still really don't like the uh, 2013 Pacers. Oh, I no, wanted that I, next team to go all the way so bad. And, yeah, like, Roy Hibbert and to, Danny Granger to, beat
0: them. Ugh, the Roy Hibbert block, it's uh, – that game six was a tough one.
1: And at least, like, if you – if that happened and then Danny Granger went on to be sick, I'd be like, fine.
0: But yeah, then he was I mean, like trash. That was it. That was that was it. And that's the highlight of like Paul George just not guarding LeBron on the on the inbounds pass in Game One of the Conference Finals, and he just goes right to the basket, hits the layup, and it was just like he had two seconds. He gets right to the basket, and like Paul George, what are you doing? Got you to Carmelo. Carmelo would have sent that into Road Ten. You played defense that year. <laughs> you Back then he was PG
1: twenty
0: four. Yeah. Oh man. It's like game six, like Shumpert hit like three or four straight threes, bring back from like down 10. All of a sudden, they're right back in the game, The like Carmelo gets stuffed. It was just – everything just disappeared.
1: It was a tough one to say the least. It,
0: it was depressing. That's like the only Knicks playoff series win I think they've had since I've been alive. I guess Alan Houston yeah. was alive for that, but I was like not even a year old, so not really counting that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Uh, general consensus on New York baseball is that uh, neither team is very good right now. Uh, playing some bad ball, a lot of injuries. Yankees are probably going to make the playoffs once they start getting guys back. But you know, they're they're kind of getting closer to that bubble now, so it's getting a little nervy. They're they're definitely uh, not putting a lot of pressure on the Rays right now for first place. So how are you viewing? Kind of we'll see.
1: How are you viewing this year's championship? Is it just like any other? Or are you putting an asterisk up there?
0: I'm. I'm kind of in the middle because, like, I'm not really looking at it like it's a real season, kind of. Like, I'm not going to take away a championship. If a team wins, you're the best team this year, fair enough. But it's very different than any other year, obviously. And I do think, like, obviously, Asterix has a very, like, negative connotation to get, like, steroids and stuff. But the way I look at it, like, you're going to look at the 2020 championship. Like, you look at one of those lists of, like, if you're watching a game and they show, like, all-time career home runs and it's like this guy is an active player so they highlight him in yellow like that's kind of how I'm gonna look at this season like not that it's like necessarily any worse or anything like it's a legit championship but it's definitely different and it definitely stands out so I feel like if you don't acknowledge that you're kind of just lying to yourself also I don't really care if the Mets are like bad because the season is kind of meaningless like if you're good great enjoy it but if you're bad like oh well this was kind of just like we almost didn't have any baseball anyway, so it's kind of just you're playing with house money. If you win, great. Right. If you don't, it's whatever.
1: true. Just happy to have baseball. Speaking of New York baseball, by the way, Yanks still getting no hit in the bottom of the sixth.
0: Oh boy, love that. Oh boy, yeah. So uh, Tampa Bay is just they're on fire. They're gonna be 25 and 11 or something at this point.
1: Like, I mean, they've got that rotation that's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but they've got so many injuries to the pitching staff anyway. With the bullpen, even it's just
1: true. No, so there's so many. So many years of them, you know, barely making it in, grinding, kind of like the A's. Mm-hmm. I guess they know how to deal with adversity at this point, but yeah, crazy.
0: And I guess uh, playing the trop with no fans isn't too much of a disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, man, the trop. The is tough. All I remember it's is awful. one day, like opening day, I put on the news, everybody, like I went out to like the kitchen and or the uh, living or whatever, Like one of my parents is watching the news and it's just like, I just see the stories like Tropicana Field chicken tenders give it salmonella. I'm like, that's a real tough look for Tropicana Field.
1: That's brutal.
0: <laughs> it's like 2013 or 14 or something. I'm like, man, when I go ball game, I get chicken nuggets. I recommend me like, if I was a race fan. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> a not, I, don't, I, mean, I don't live in Tampa Bay. But
1: <laughs> have you ever met a race fan from Tampa Bay?
0: I've never met anyone from Tampa Bay, so. Oh, okay. So that, that kind of like the only race fan I've met is uh, from Chicago, our boy Ryan. Same, yeah. yeah. He he's a I actually have some race stuff in my room because my grandparents went down there once. So I've got a little like Carl nice. Crawford like uh, like team yearbook thing scorecard. Let's
1: mention we're, we're we're ragging on the race a lot, but let's mention that Evan Longoria might have been the coolest guy ever when he I was, was like sick. 11.
0: He was, he was so like, cool. B2K10. He was on the cover. He was awesome,
1: dude. He was so cool. The That's dude's just so awesome. I
0: bought because the show's not an Xbox. So I haven't had a baseball I mean, game in like, boy, ten
1: yeah. years. I painted him so much.
0: Oh well, yeah, sick. I mean, he, he just mashed those line drive home runs over that two foot fence down the left field line. That's
1: I wish, a- I wish he was still good, and he had like, I, I, I kind of wish he had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, he's still just cause I want decent to be in San awesome. Francisco,
0: but it's not good enough, and the team's terrible. So What
1: is decent these days, though? I feel like baseball's so to a point now where either you're really good or really bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not great. Like, he's putting up, like, decent numbers at the plate. I'm imagining his range is pretty far down. I've watched him play a whole lot because San Francisco is not good, and I'm not... Like, I don't have uh, MLB, like, at uh, game day or whatever, so I can't, like, just watch random games because... Mm-hmm. I, the Mets and Yankees are blacked out anyway. Exactly. So I, I don't really buy that unless I'm going on vacation. So I don't really watch any Rays games. But I mean, he's got four home runs and hitting three hundred this year. Nineteen RBIs. Just hit his three hundredth. Yeah, he's got an eight thirty RBS. That's not too
1: bad. You got B.J. Upton, now known as Melvin Upton Jr. <laughs> Come well, on. Was, I was at
0: a Mets Rays game the first year they had Citi Field, and I was sitting like in, like, the second to last row of the stadium behind the first base dugouts, like, all the way up there. And I don't remember which Upton it was at that point. I think it was BJ slash Melvin. And he just hit an absolute bomb, like, halfway up the upper deck and left, second deck and left. And it was the farthest I've ever seen a ball get hit in my life, like, in person. Like, he was at least, like, 450, and I was just sitting there, like, I That guy hit
1: nukes. He didn't really hit him very often, but he hit him.
0: Yeah, he he ran into that one and it just it just took off. I was kept expecting it like it was gone off the bat. I'm like, ooh, how far is this gonna go? I expected it to just land and it just kept going over the lower deck. And I had only been to City Field once or twice. And I had never seen a ball anywhere near the upper deck. I'm like this guy's a machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude was awesome.
0: So yeah, that, that was, the rays back in the day. They were they were something. Ben Zobrist, Joe Madden. I don't really like Ben Zobrist, if uh if anyone was wondering. mainly because of the know, Ben Zobrist series. guy? Well, yeah, he, he mashed in the World Series against the Mets. I kind of like always hated him. I That's used to fair. like him a lot, but you know, that, that one hurt. Not gonna lie, 2015 hurt. I ruined uh, Halloween for me? Daniel would also want to tell about that, because uh, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, guy name, guy. and then they're up three to one or whatever, and then Daniel Murphy boots a ground ball, and they just the game gets away from him in the eighth. It was just this whole disaster. At the other Halloween's always just been this like. I just always kind of hated it in the back of my mind because I'm like, Halloween, and am like, oh, wait, the Mets got the Mets choked game four of the World Series, so they tied it to two, and then they lost the next night. It was just hopefully. It
1: it's <sighs> That's a tough one. I remember being at uh, City Field the year it opened up back in '09, and the Yankees won. I, I want to say it was two to one. It was, like, my first game.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. I went to uh, one last year, the one that the Yankees kind of blew in the eighth, like, out of know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool because the only other Subway Series game I went to was like in 06, and Pedro kind of got shelled by like Bernie Williams and the 06 Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's like 5 to 1. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. really gotten too many of those. Uh, I've only been to the new, I've only been to Yankee Stadium for baseball once, and it was the old one. You have like, been to the new stadium? I've been to the new one, but only for football. For that, oh, yes. For a Syracuse that? Notre Dame game. That awful game. Yeah, so I don't really have much of a desire to go back after that, but <laughs> I'll probably give it a shot Yankee at some point. So it's Like, it's a, it's a hike either way to get up there from where we live because we're like pretty like down and around. So like it takes like two and a half three hours to get to Citi Field, but still takes like I don't know probably like, two hours to get to Yankee Stadium. So it's a lot closer, but it's still a long way, and it's a lot cheaper to get like nine dollar tickets at Citi Field on camp day. So. They they usually get the advantage for what games I don't go to a ton of Mets games either. Like I only go to like one or two a year. And I haven't seen them lose since twenty thirteen, so that's cool. Really? Yeah. They didn't get me season tickets. That's, that's impressive. I'm yeah, you gotta get season
1: tickets. Maybe we'll go on I, to i
0: like, I've gone like probably like once or twice a year since and they've won like seven in a row. So I'm like, all right, bring me every year. <laughs> like let me be the one fan in the stadium. <laughs> And the Kinda like, like sitting lost. up there on like the grandstands. <laughs> on, woo-hoo. I would bring the energy. I'd get the boys fired up. Oh, like Of that.
1: course, that's King uh, Kylie stuff.
0: The uh, the one game I the last time that I lost it was Matt Harvey and Jose Fernandez in 2013. It went one one into like the 19th inning, and the Marlins scored a couple of runs and won it in like 19 or 20. Hmm. So pretty pretty memorable one to lose. That was yeah, when Matt so. Harvey started the All Star game. In, 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 I remember that. So I was like before the Tommy John, but he was like sick. So yeah, it's been a hot minute since they lost. Like Matt Harvey before any injuries. That's the last time I've seen the Mets lose. That's a long time. Joe uh, John Buck was the catcher. Your guy.
1: Love that guy. So, you know who else I love? J.P. or C.B.R.
0: <laughs> J.P. or C.B.R.
1: He came game. up and had like a sick couple weeks, and then just like went back down.
0: Yeah. You know, that'll happen in baseball. Guys get sent down all the time. Yeah, you know, they're good. Yeah, they man, it so it's it's get out of here, man. Like I, uh, it's a killer. Well,
1: but then the DFA him. Jacoby Ellsbury is a prime is. example for that. DFA him. He literally was not seen for like <laughs> four years.
0: Oh man. <laughs> uh, did you see Wanley Booker the other day? Like they called him up from the alternate site because Merkin uh, wasn't that. back. He's wearing, but, like, uh, like, it's wearing eighty-seven. Then they put him back. Yeah, he's
1: wearing eighty-seven, yeah, 87.
0: now. <laughs> He wore 87. I mean, you know what the crazy part is? Nobody's even wearing 12. Uh, I think one of the coaches might be. That doesn't matter. Give look, give Juan back his jersey, man. Well, well Juan got DFA'd. So. <laughs> Juan, Juan came up, wore 87 for the first game, wore 15 for the second game, but then he got DFA'd and then elected for agency this morning because I guess he didn't like that he got DFA'd. I'm like, Juan, I don't really know what you were expecting when you were in the alternate He'll
1: be back. Don't worry. He'll be back. Oh,
0: yeah. guarantee Juan Miguel Harris never leaves the Mets. He'll be here forever.
1: He'll be back next week. like, (laughs) ah, you guys are right. I stink.
0: (laughs) We'll be up in Syracuse. And Birdie's like, what What I tell you I'm on? Love Yachty baseball.
1: I love that. I saw Tuffy Go switch there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's New York baseball for you. Uh, The Yankees kind of struggling, but look like they'll probably be able to see it out, make the playoffs. Then the Mets are really struggling. Might be able to make the playoffs anyway, because, you know, eight teams getting in. It makes it pretty easy to make the playoffs if you just go 500. But uh, even if they don't, you know, there's a decent amount of good pitchers in the draft next year. So if you have to be bad at a 60-game season to get a good draft pick, this is the year to do it.
1: No. Kumar can't be a Red Sox or a Mitt. I just can't have it happen.
0: Okay, fair enough. What what about Jack? You can have
1: Jack, though. You can
0: have Jack. North Jersey can't. You can't have Kumar. So that's that. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Episode 8. I was joined by Matt Bonaparte. Matt, if you want to plug any of your, like, social media stuff or anything else you're working on, give it a shot. Follow me on Twitter. Okay. Uh, what, what's your ad, actually? It's just Matt Bonaparte?
1: Matt,
0: Matt underscore Bonaparte. Matt underscore Bonaparte. I'll put it in the description, and uh, I'll, I'll put the ad in, like, the, the tweet that I put out later. So keep an eye out for Matt on Twitter. He's a king. So follow Matt. And uh, thanks, Matt, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 8 of Midnight Snacks with Kyle. And until next time, have a good night, everybody.